Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Hopeful Environmentalist. Today, we are talking about something that I've been asked many, many times. So we are going to be talking about the difference between environmental science, environmental policy, and environmental studies, because those are all different things. And while they have, like, obviously, they're all about the environment, right? They all have their own little niches. So we're going to talk about that because I was confused about it. I still am with certain aspects of things, but I definitely have a better understanding now. So first, if anyone doesn't know, right now I'm getting my master's in environmental science and policy. I am focused on the science part because you get to pick like your focus, but I'm kind of starting to really fall in love with policy because I'm, I mean, I would say more of the advocacy route I'm falling in love with. So that kind of goes more with policy, but I really enjoy having my science background. But I'll dive into that more into the episode. I got my Bachelor's of Arts in Environmental Studies. So I have all three of them. All three of the things we're gonna talk about today, I have all of those experiences. Um, and then I have a certificate in environmental conservation and a minor in sustainability. So again, like I said, kind of a mixture of everything I have going on. So first, let's talk about environmental science. I also wanna say that there's college tracks and non-college tracks. I think for most of them, obviously, the college track is probably the best way to go, but I do want to acknowledge that not everybody has the ability to go to college, so I wanted to kind of give a little bit of both. Um, I don't really have the expertise in the non-college route, but I will definitely, I did a little bit of research, and I know some people as well, so I'll definitely give some tips on that. So for environmental science, going the college route, most schools will require Chem 1, Chem 2, and Orgo. Some will even like say Orgo 1 and Orgo 2. And Orgo is organic chem, if anyone doesn't know. Um, that is a lot of chemistry for me. I mean, for me, that was way too much. I originally started on the environmental science um, for my bachelor's. I had started on that track. And then when I was like, I started chem and I started bio 1. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this. Like I, for bio one, I literally left the first day, not because I'm not capable, just because it was so much. And I understand it's a science, so it's going to be heavily focused on science, but that is too much to me. That For me, for me, it was just too much. Um, so it's, I, I don't know if I said it as well, but bio one and bio two, which is biology, you're also going to need physics, you're going to need statistics, so it is very science heavy. And I know some probably people are going to laugh at me and say, obviously, Taylor, it's science heavy. It is a science degree, right? But to me, that was just too much. It was just too much for me. But you might be asking now, well, aren't you doing, didn't you say you're doing environmental science and policy? Yes, I am. And the requirements for my program, since it's more of research-based science, I didn't, and it's a new program, I didn't need all of those Chem 1, Chem 2, Orgo 1, Orgo 2, Bio 1, and Bio 2, right? I didn't need all of that. I was able to do some more learning experience type stuff, experiential learning in this master's program. And it has helped me so much because everything I'm focused on is field work. Well, was field work, right? So it wasn't really important for me to get all of those sciences. And some people might, might 
look down on that and I don't really care. <laughs> if I know what I'm talking about, I don't really care. There's always more to learn, obviously, but to gatekeep this science and say, oh, you need a PhD, you need um, all this science and all this stuff. To me, in my personal opinion, I think that's not right. I think there's some people who just don't learn that way. I don't learn. I, I never was good at the schoolwork side of chem, bio, physics, stats, right? I was never good at that kind of stuff, but I'm very intelligent. So I, I just don't like how it kind of feels like it's being gatekept. So gatekept, is that is that the word? Gatekept? <laughs> it's being gatekept? Yeah, I'm just going to go with that, okay? You know what I mean. <laughs> okay, I went back and looked it up. Gatekept is a word, okay? I just want just want to say that. This is like a day later and I'm editing this and it is. So I just want to put that in there. So for the job portion now, there's so many jobs that you can get. And I'm just going to go over a few that I know of that you can get. Um, so you can do, you can be an environmental consultant. And basically that is, I mean, there's tons of different things that you can work for that. You can work private um, sector, you can work for the government. There's all different things, right? So for more of the private sector and for a business or something, you're going to go in and you're going to give your environmental expertise on certain things. So if they want to build a building, you're going to go in and you're going to say, well, here's how we can minimize environmental impact. Here's what's going on there. So it's a really important job, right? So next one is you can go on the environmental engineer track since now you have all this science and you have all this bio experience. I'm not really sure again on the specifics of getting into environmental engineering because I didn't do it. I do think it's really cool though for environmental engineering and things like that, that you can start to learn like the geoengineering. And so many people it's, like, it's kind of split whether people like it or don't because geoengineering is things for people who don't know what geoengineering is. It's basically like the carbon capture technology and all that stuff. And that's so highly debated right now because some people are like, well, it's not, we, we, it's so expensive. We don't know if it's going to work. We don't know that, right? So there's so many things we don't know yet. But I also think it's good to be trying new things and I don't think that should be in replacement of stopping fossil fuels because that's also another argument they're saying well big companies are just gonna say look at we capture all this carbon but you're also releasing it right so wanting to learn how to balance it and how to kind of use this research that's why we need more environmental engineers use this research to be able to bring that out into the field and to try to not just allow people to keep polluting but trying to make it something to take what we have out of the air already and to stop further pollution. That was a lot of words. <laughs> Biologist is another one you could do. Um, you obviously you could go just do a biology degree, right? But I think for the environmental science portion of it, it's cool because you kind of have a different background now. Um, so again, the kind of like similar to wildlife bio, if you're taking wildlife courses in college, obviously you're not going to go out and be like a wolf biologist your first day, but you have these different experiences that you can bring to the biology world. Um, you can also be an environmental science teacher or an educator. And I'm not really sure the requirements for becoming a teacher. I think you need for, I mean, I know you need for high school and elementary school and all these things, you need a teaching degree as well. But now you have that expertise if you went and did another, like a master's program or something for 
education. So now you have that environmental science background. You could also be a professor. And if for a professor, you don't need an education degree. So you can just literally just go into the world and be a professor. Obviously, it's a very competitive degree or very competitive job. So when I say just go out and be a professor, it's really hard. I've applied to professor jobs and I have not even heard back. Again, a lot of those jobs, they look for PhD people, but not all of them. So keep your eyes peeled for that. You can be an environmental chemist, which is kind of just chemistry in the lab. That's lab work kind of stuff. You can be an environmental scientist. Whoa, with an environmental science degree, you can be an environmental scientist. Who would have thought? I don't know why that wasn't my first one. It's like the second to last one I put on here, which is really weird, whatever. But for an environmental scientist, it's kind of just, there's not really one role for that. There's so many different types. And you can listen to one of my previous episodes. Um, let me just go back and look real quick. Okay, so I went back. It's episode 11. Do you have what it takes to be an environmental scientist? So you can go back and listen to that, of what kind of what environmental science, scientists do, what they are, all that kind of stuff. So you can go back and listen to that episode. But again, it's really just, they do a bunch of different things. And that could be field work. You can come back and be in the lab. And field work, I mean like testing things and seeing pollution levels. So like water testing, water quality. I'm sure they all have different names, but those are all kind of under the environmental scientist umbrella. And then another one I put on here, which I really like because um, I always wanted to be an ecologist, an ecologist, and that really looks at how humans impact ecosystems and the environment and stuff like that. So that one's cool, kind of a lot of these things are in the a big umbrella, right? As an environmental scientist, a lot of these are in under that. So it's you can do a lot with an environmental science degree. And again, this is just a small list of the many things you can do. I would also say that environmental science is lab and field heavy. And what I mean by lab and field heavy is you can either be doing a lot of lab work or you're going to be in the field. And it really depends the path you choose. So again, if you do like biology and wildlife biology, you're going to be out in the field a lot. Or if you end up going the PhD track, you're going to be doing not only are you going to be doing the lab side, but you're going to be in the field and then you're also going to be doing write-ups. So it kind of depends what you want to do and where you want to take yourself. And if you like writing and you like scientific writing and stuff like that, for me, I love environmental science. I love the field work. But when you put me in the lab, I am ready to like, pull my eyeballs out, right? Like I, I can't do it. I don't like the lab. I don't like scientific writing. I don't think, for me, in my opinion, again, I'm not trying to get on anybody's bad side here, but I didn't, I don't like how certain scientific papers are written because I don't feel like it actually makes a difference because nobody can understand it. Other scientists can and it can get you in journals and stuff like that, but it doesn't really help the issue. And that's also another problem. Environmental science, environmental policy, people aren't really combining those two things. And that's what we need, scientific communication. We need that communication. And that's why I went for the environmental and environmental science and policy degree to learn how to communicate the science. So that's another route you can go on, right? So now we're going to talk about the non-college route in environmental science. So... To be honest, it is a little bit harder to find higher paying jobs without a college degree. But like I said before, obviously also paying for college isn't the most economical for everybody. Economical? What am I saying? Financial? I don't, I, 
it's been a long day, everybody. I'm sorry, I'm preparing for Climate Week next week, so my brain is everywhere. So if I don't make sense with something, give me a slide. <laughs> give me a little bit of a slide, okay? But um, like I said, it's not always accessible to, that's the word. There we go. It's not always accessible to everybody, right? So I want to acknowledge that. Some things that you can do, you can get some skills, um, environmental skills, by reaching out to professors uh, or master students and PhD students who need a helping hand. You can find a lot of those on job boards. Um, one that I use is the Texas A&M, A&M, I don't know how to pronounce that. It's a university. You can use their wildlife job board and you can find stuff. It is very low paying, but it will help you get experience. Um, another thing, some, some jobs now that you can do, you can be an environmental technician, which some you need a degree for, some, you know, lower down you'll get paid less, but you are being, doing lab work and things like that, so testing water, testing um, air quality and things like that. You can be a recycling worker and work in a recycling facility, a farm worker, I worked in a farm, I loved working in a farm, but it depends what you're doing, I did the animal side, there's all different types of farming wind turbine technician, which actually can be paying pretty good and it's an up and coming thing because renewable energy is kind of starting to take over fossil fuel energy. So I actually read something that renewable energy workers have now, or renewable energy is employing more people now than fossil fuel energy, which is really cool. So super cool that that's happening. Um, you can also be a solar installer, kind of goes under the renewable energy um, jobs. And there are also some entry-level work as environmental scientists, but the degree will help you get to a higher level. So if you wanted to start out with these things and like then you realize you really like it, and maybe you saved up a little money, or maybe even your job will offer some um, college remission or tuition remission, reimbursement training, stuff like that, I don't know, some jobs do that. There you go, perfect way to get some classes in and try to get a degree. Okay, so that's it for the policy, uh, for the science. Wow, I really cannot speak today, can I? But whatever, next is policy. So I never was interested in policy, but here I am today um, in a policy degree. So I think that's really funny because like I said again, I, I never thought I would be in the policy realm at all. So for the college part portion of policy, you're going to be focused on, and your courses are going to be focused on laws, bills, all that type of stuff, right? You're going to be looking at how a bill becomes a law, our favorite friend, what's that, what's that thing? There's like a, I'm just a bill on capital. Okay, I'm not singing. <laughs> but you know, if, if you know that, if you know what I'm talking about, it's a YouTube video of like a little animated bill make like showing how the process works. It's really cute. Look it up. I, what, I don't even know the name of it. I'm telling you to look up something I didn't even tell you the name for. Okay, I looked it up. If you look up on YouTube, Schoolhouse Rock, I'm just a bill. That's what you want to look up. And it's a really cute, funny little, just shows you how the process works, right? Of how a bill becomes a law. The best way I can describe policy and environmental policy is you're working to fix the issues that arise from what the environmental scientists figure out or what they're researching, right? So if they're, they find um, all these lower income communities in the Bronx are being impacted by air quality, they're the ones who, the scientists are the ones who figure that out, the policymakers are the ones who try to get a law passed, right? 
it's just kind of, I'm trying to give you like a little taste of it. I'm not going to go through everything, obviously. They're just trying to make, they're trying to fix the problem. The environmental scientists are just bringing up where the, pro like, where the problems are rising, what's happening. And again, you don't need to be a science degree for that. If you're the one being impacted in that community, you obviously know as well. I'm just trying to give you like the easiest way to put it in your head how the science and policy work and how they work together and how they also are different. So that's my best way of describing environmental policy and some of the jobs. It's also really hard to pinpoint jobs in this field because in environmental policy, you can do so much, right? You can be a policy analyst, which I have a friend who's doing that. Um, she loves it. You can, you're set up to go the law route, so you can go to law school. It'll set you up for being prepared for that. You can work for many different types of organizations. You can work local, you can work state, you can work federal, right? So you can do all these things. EPA hires a lot of people for policy type work. Um, you can also go the nonprofit route. Um, there are, oh, nonprofits are always hiring for people who have policy experience for a variety of different roles. It's, it's impossible to go here, tell, sit here and tell you all of them. It's policy kind of just, you can do so much with it. Um, you can also be an environmental planner, which you, there is an environmental planner degree or something or something along the lines of that. So if you want to, if you're set on doing that, you might want to go for that degree instead of environmental policy. But if you're not sure yet, um, you can kind of get entry level jobs. I've heard that you can get entry level jobs. Don't quote me on that. You might, some places will ask you for that degree, that planning degree, but that is an option if you do policy and down the line you want to change. Um, and then a, a job that I found, if I just, I looked up on LinkedIn, environmental policy, and like a job that came up was the policy analyst and environmental protection specialist for the federal government. So those are kind of just a different variety of things you can do with your policy degree. Again, there is so many things you can do in the policy realm. So now we're kind of discussing the non-policy route, the non college route for policy. For me, I really don't have any experience in this one of knowing what kind of jobs there are with no college. Um, you can do advocacy work, which you don't always need a degree for. Again, working for a nonprofit. Um, you can work for local boards and things like that. You can also register to be a lobbyist. Um, I don't really know, again, payment for those types of jobs um, and those experiences, but those are all all the things I can really think of right now. I will, if you, anyone has any recommendations, please feel free to drop them in the comments so other, your other people who are listening, your fan, other fans and supporters of this podcast can go back and see these other jobs that I left out. Okay, and last but not least, environmental studies. So environmental studies is kind of hard to pinpoint as one definition, um, but basically it's kind of looking at the intersections between biology and all your other different types of sciences, so wildlife biology, ecology, things like that. And you can do so many different things with an environmental studies degree, and so many people actually end up when you do something, when you do environmental studies, will go for another degree like your science or your policy. So kind of as just like your beginner level thing. And that's what I did. It kind of set me up for a variety of different career paths like studies. I mean, like science and policy. You can do 
so many different jobs. Like you can be a naturalist, which what, 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 blah, 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 which is what I did, right? I was a naturalist at a small preserve, and you can work your way up through there and be a preserve manager and stuff like that. So you can work your way up um, as being a naturalist and things like that. Other jobs, really, again, like I said, you can do so much. You can be in a lab, again, very low level. My environmental studies degree required an environmental chem course, so that was what would be helpful to get a lab degree, but again, low, low level. Um, other things you can do is like working in a park or being, like I said, a naturalist or an environmental educator and teaching that as a professor. You can also work for a variety of different like governments, like state, local, federal. Um, there's just a variety of different jobs. Again, studies, science, and policy are all so closely related. It's just there are different like things needed for certain positions. So certain positions, like for science, might say, you know, you need at least like two courses in chemistry for this degree or for this job. Policy might say you need experience with lobbying or stuff like that, and you'll kind of get that with your policy degree. And then environmental studies, how I think of it, is kind of just encompasses all those things and gives you a little taste of each. So you won't go out into the world and get a top environmental job in the science field, but you also wouldn't do that really if you got the environmental science degree. You'd probably go a little bit higher, but environmental studies kind of gives you a little bit of both. So I knew since I was I got college and I'm getting college for free, I was able, I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to be able to know that I could get my environmental studies degree and then go off to get another degree in either science or policy. And again, I was lucky enough to find a place, find the place I'm going um, to have science and policy as one mixed combined degree. So that's really all I have for these different types of jobs and things that you can do within environmental studies, science, and policy. Again, there's so many things you can do and it's limitless. Really, it is limitless. Getting one of your degrees or just going right into the field, you can do so much. Again, like I said, though, you can do more with a degree, but it's not accessible to everybody. So if you can't get a degree, these are some of the other options that you can do to get involved in the environmental community. There's also things like we didn't cover so many jobs. Like you can be a writer. You can be an environmental writer. You can go and work for like a news channel and talk about it there. You can do what I'm starting to do is get into content creation and advocacy. So there are so many different things that you can do that will sometimes not generate that much money, um, but you can work at it and work at it and work at it and grow it. So that's what I'm trying to do with my podcast. That's what I'm trying to do with my other Instagram, at Taylor's underscore nature. Um, there was an S because someone had taken it without the S, so it's Taylor's plural, which is weird, I know. But um, there's so many different things you can do, and I really hope that you open your eyes, this opened your eyes to all of the different jobs, and you don't go in saying, I can only do this, this, and this. There's so many different things you can do. And as somebody who's had a variety of different jobs, like I've worked field work, I've worked heavy science, I've worked as a naturalist and educator, and now I have a job working as kind of doing policy and outreach and advocacy. So I've had all of these jobs, right? I have all these different experiences, and I got this, this advocacy policy job without really having policy and advocacy 
skills, job skills. I haven't had those job skills. So there's so many different things you can do. There's so many opportunities. There's so many different job boards, like Green Jobs Board on Instagram. They're a newer account and they're super amazing. I find a lot of opportunities through them and I suggest you go there as well. And there are so many different job boards. There's a wildlife job board, there's a conservation job board, there's Facebook groups you can join, LinkedIn, Indeed, all great places to find jobs and to look at different requirements. Because you want to just go in and say, okay, this is the requirement for this one. And, you know, one environmental science scientist position might say you need this and another one might not, right? So don't get too, like, bent up about or like, yeah, don't get too bent up about seeing one thing and saying oh I can't do that because I don't have this look at a different company or a different organization or a different agency right so don't get too bent up on that I hope this was helpful and always remember to stay hopeful and create positive change <laughs>